Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away uh, privately or privily, whichever you want to say it. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son that shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as angels of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. May we pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, this morning for the privilege we have of being in the house of God. We thank you for the songs of Zion, everything that's been done to now. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless the reading of your word. Help us as we preach. Lord, Lord, we're not anything without thee. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us today that we'd bring exactly what you'd have us to be and say and do. I pray that you bless his dear pastor, bless his family, Family, best the church family. I pray uh, for Sister Caldwell, Lord, you touch her there in the hospital and be with the pastor too. Lord, we know he's concerned about her. And Father, I pray that you be with them. And Father, I pray for the uh, Sister Vonda Rutland, Lord, that you'd bless her today as her husband passed. I pray, Lord, that you'd comfort that family today. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd just be with us today in a special way. Well, thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can pray for my son too. He's there preaching today. And uh, he was a little, feeling a little awkward how it was going to be today, you know, being there with a the pastor just passing. But uh, he's there probably preaching. Amen. Amen. All right, I want to preach for just a little while on this thought this morning. A baby changes things. Right. Amen. A baby changes things. A baby coming into a home changes things. All of you, this a bunch of babies around here this morning. Amen. Not the big ones. I'm talking about the little ones. Amen. <laughs> but children changes things in the home. We always, uh, when we marry couples in Brazil, we have a time of, of instruction for them and just going over some things in the Bible about the home. And uh, we always encourage a young couple to wait at least three years before they have any children. So they have time to learn one another and and uh, settle things out between them, and living together and all that kind of good stuff so they can fight by themselves. <laughs> Amen. And uh, because once a baby comes in, things changes. Amen. Just going out to eat becomes a momentary decision. Boy, I mean, there's a lot of got to get diaper bags, got to get all that stuff together to go out to eat. So give them some time to get together, unless they're an older couple. 
and they need to have children quick. But uh, uh, some of them wish they didn't have some. Amen. I got to, but anyway, that's beside the point. That's another message. <laughs> but sleep habits change. A lot of crying going on. We were blessed. Neither one of our children got their days and nights mixed up. But, buddy, we've had some that's done that, and uh, it's hard. It's, uh, things change. Feeding times are different. Your nerves get stressed out when a baby comes. It's a joyful celebration, but there's some changes uh, that are taking place. And in the scripture we read this morning, a baby changed some things then, yes, right. changed some things now, yes, right. and changed some things for eternity. Right. And I want to share with you just about four things real quick this morning, and we'll go eat. Amen. And it's exactly 12 minutes to 12. You don't have to look at your watch. I'll keep you informed. <laughs> if you say amen, I preach faster. Amen. Well, at least the preacher wants me to preach fast. Rest of them don't care, preacher. Rest of them don't care. All right. That's an understatement. <laughs> all right. First of all, this morning, a baby changed, it changed history. It changed history. Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, a virgin shall conceive, bear a son that shall call his name Emmanuel. It had been prophesied years before Jesus was born that a Messiah would come. Israel had been looking for a Messiah really ever since Genesis, uh, that God promised they would give him a deliverer. But when Jesus came, uh, he came as a surprise. Hello? You ever seen those baby surprises? <laughs> We didn't think we were going to have one, but, you know, it's here. And that's the way it was with the Jews. They were looking for a leader. They were looking for a Messiah. They were looking for one to come to free them from all their troubles. But instead of that, a baby was in a manger in Bethlehem. Micah 5, 2 said, But thou, Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that it would to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from of old, from everlasting. And down there's, there's a whole lot of prophecies in the Bible about Jesus coming. But now he's here. Amen. There's no more waiting. Jesus is on the scene. And now the darling Son of God is here upon earth to fulfill His Father's will. You know, God loved us. Right. Right. A lot of people can't get in conception of their mind that before God created Adam, before God created Eve, before God even created the earth, God knew Adam was going to sin. Right. Nothing surprises God. He's not taken by surprise. We are, but he's not. This pandemic don't surprise God. He knowed it was coming. I don't know the purpose of it, but uh, that's not my department. Amen. My department is just to trust him. Amen. And to let him do, but didn't want to kill the service mentioning that. But uh, God knew that Adam was going to sin. Somebody said, well, if I knew that, why did God create Adam? Because he loves us. Hello. And I shake up a lot of people when I preach, but I'm glad that the Jews rejected Jesus. If they hadn't, we probably wouldn't be here. And I know we probably wouldn't be hearing the gospel like we have. Because we were Gentiles. We were dogs in the sight of the Jews. They wouldn't even talk to a Gentile, Samaritan, or any of us. But we were bad to them. 
But they rejected Jesus. And then Jesus turned to us. Jesus sent Paul and Peter to preach to the Gentiles. And because of that, we're saved today. Amen. I'm getting ahead of myself for preaching. But redemption was to be made for all man's sin. And now it's done. The Savior is born. See, that's the reason the devil hated him so much. The devil knew the prophecies. He tried to kill all the babies. I remember when I first started preaching, first in my younger life as a Christian too, I always kept getting Moses and Jesus time confused in my head because they tried to kill the babies during Moses' time and they tried to kill all the babies during Jesus' time. I'd always get them running together, amen, killing everybody. Amen, when I was coming along, I was a little ignorant then. I'm a little better now. Don't get them quite as confused. Hello. But if we say about the wise men, all of that, but all a sinner has to do now is repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and trust Him as the Savior, as the babe that died on the cross and rose again on the third day to give us salvation. And today we're born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm glad I know who Jesus is personally. One black preacher preached one time, and he said, uh, I know something good. I, I know the Lord. And another fellow said, hey, I know something better than that. He said, what's going to be better than knowing the Lord? He said, the Lord knows me. Right. <laughs> Amen. Right. One thing to know the Lord, but something else, and him know you. Amen. He call you by name. And I want to tell you something. Uh, he changed history. Not only did he change history, but he changed homes. Right. A baby changes a home, as I mentioned at the start of the message. But it changed this home. The, it changed their home that night in a stable full of animals and a star shining so bright that it led the shepherds there. A choir of angels sang to the shepherds who came and visited that baby Jesus in a stable. It changed their home. I mean, the guy at the end didn't have room for him. Put him out in a stable. And there the Bible said she, Jesus was born in a stable. Now, you ladies that had babies, uh, you know what? That must have been a discomfort. I don't know if Joseph had any training or not. Amen. I'm serious. But Jesus was born, uh, ready or not, here I come. Hello. Didn't have time to run to the hospital and get a doctor. Uh, he was born there in the stable. And they wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. And the angels sung to him. The animals uh, sung to him. And he was born not there. But it changed their home. And then later on, they got him a house. And it changed that home. Some say Jesus was about two years old, more or less. When the wise men finally got there, I know uh, my boy bought an interesting part, uh, thing the other night about the Christmas. We had a little Christmas play at the church, uh, through the, at the school, uh, rather. And uh, it's always in the Christmas play, you have the shepherds come in. You have, always have angels. And uh, we had some kids dressed up like sheep. And then they had the wise, the wise men come in. And my boy said, you know, said the wise men really didn't show up in the manger. But, you know, that's just, that's a Christmas place. Amen. But they say Jesus was about two years old when the wise men finally got there. Some say it may have took them two years to get there. They came from the east. Nobody knows exactly where they came from. But there were wise men, astronomers, and star studiers and all that kind of stuff, educated men. Uh, they had studied all of that and knew the Messiah was coming. They came looking for it. 
Right. And they found him. And Herod said, hey, boy, when you find him, you come tell me, and I'll go down there and worship him. Uh-huh. Do you believe that? I got some motion front property right here, I want to say. Right. Hey, man, he wanted to kill him. Sure. But I like that part of never preaching, preacher, but one day I'm going to give me a message. Let my wife write me one. Hey. <laughs> that when they saw Jesus, the Bible said they returned to their country, but they went another way. I want to tell you something. When you come to Jesus, you'll go another way. Amen. It'll change. That's some old different preaching right there. Amen. But Luke 2 tells us about all of this and more. They came bearing gold and frankincense and myrrh and all of that. But he changed homes in the Bible. You can study in the Bible. We don't have time to go through it all. But I want to give you about three or four. He changed the blind man's home. There's a man born from birth. He was blind. He couldn't see anything. But evidently he had a family. But one day he met Jesus. And when he met Jesus, Jesus touched him and healed him. Uh, can you imagine that blind man going home? For the first time, if he was married, he saw his wife. He saw his children. He saw all the beauty around him, all the trees and all the things that are around him. It changed his life. Right, right. Uh, Jesus changed the home of Lazarus. Lazarus had been, Jesus had been in their home many a time, but Lazarus died. And Mary and Martha was real sad over Lazarus dying. And uh, they sent for Jesus. And Jesus, the Bible said, tarried a few more days or two days before he ever went toward Lazarus. It was about four days by the time he got there. Lazarus had been dead. Been in the grave for four days. You know, four days, you're already sinking. Hello? They didn't do embalming. Brazil don't do any bombing either unless you got a lot of money. They just pack a bunch of flyers around you. If you die this morning, you're in the grave by this evening. I used to think that was bad when I first got to Brazil. The more I was there, the better I liked it. Hey, man. Less suffering for the family. Sat around looking three days at a dead body. I mean, I got to liking him pretty good myself, hey, man. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, uh, they, uh, they packed. I don't know how they done exactly all the back then. They wrapped them up and put them in the graveside, put them in the tomb, mostly in a rock, uh, in some type of tomb. Lazarus was buried, and the Bible said Jesus finally got there. When he got there, he wasn't late. He was on time. Right. Hello? Amen. Mary said, oh, Lord, I know. I know he'll come forth on the resurrection day. I like the, what Jesus said. He said, I am the resurrection. He said, you're looking at the resurrection. And uh, that's even uh, before he resurrected. But he said, you're looking at the resurrection. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. Somebody said, why did he say Lazarus? He said, if he just said, come forth, everybody got up. Hello? I was always wondering what if there's another Lazarus there. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but Lazarus come forth, and he went home to his sister, rose from the dead. Amen. Boy, I had to stir up some community. Hello. Can you imagine walking down the street and you bump into him and you just went to his burial? <laughs> I guarantee there's some running in that city. Amen. And then the man from Gadara got a man that lived in the tombs. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't like graveyards. I don't like graveyards. I don't go in graveyards at night. I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't go in graveyards at night. I, uh, I know the dead don't hurt you, but they'll make you hurt yourself. <laughs> Amen. 
I don't care nothing about the graveyard. Hey, man, I don't like it. I go there for funerals. I got to preach a graveside tomorrow. But I'm going to tell you something. I don't like graveyards. Hey, man. But this man lived in the graveyards. Commentary said that he took the bodies out of the tombs and he slept in the tombs. I mean, he was crazy. He run naked. Hey, man. And uh, he was full of the devil. But Jesus come by. Don't have time to build a message on that, but Jesus came by. Right. And that man run to Jesus. And Jesus healed that man. Jesus saved that man. Amen. And the next time we find that man, he wasn't naked no more. Right. It should be a good thing for Baptists. Right. Hello. Amen. That hit a snag. But uh, uh, he had clothes on, sitting at the feet of Jesus in his right mind. Amen. 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 That's what the Bible said. Uh, the man from Gadara. And then uh, the many more in the Bible. I won't take more time with that, but let me ask you about your home. Has he changed your home? Amen. He changed history. He changed home. But let me say thoroughly this morning, real quick, just 12 o'clock. It changed heathens. It changed heathens. The Bible said he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Right. Amen. You still with me? Right. Yes, sir. Hello, the amens are getting less. I'm going to have to preach a little longer. <laughs> he came to his own. The old gospel is open to the Gentiles. Peter was called up on the roof and God let down the sheet and told him to kill and eat. He said, I'm not going to eat anything that's unclean. Right. There was hogs on there. Jews didn't eat hogs. Right. They bootlegged hogs, but they didn't eat hogs. Right. Hello. That's a whole new story. But uh, gospel was open to the Gentiles. Sure. Peter went down to Cornelius' house. Priest, Cornelius and his family got born again. Amen. Boy, there's nothing better than preaching to a family and they get born again. Yeah, right. Amen. Get born again. The gospel was open. The Ethiopian man, Philip, was called out of revival meeting. Go down to witness. One the first one to one. Uh, so winning that we find in the Bible. Philip went down there and told. He went running up beside the church and said, "Hey, you know what you're reading in there?" And he's reading the book of Isaiah. He said, "How can I do it unless somebody told me?" Right. And Peter jumped in the. Ch in the chariot and told him about Jesus. And the man got saved. He saw water and said, what did it hinder me to be baptized? He got baptized that day. Right. The gospel was opened up to the Gentiles. And later on, we in America got to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and was able to get born again. We're still preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. People are still getting saved. Why? Because the baby changes things. Amen. It changed things. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Goes like this in Portuguese. Porque Deus amou o mundo de tal maneira que Deus seu filho no gênito por toda aquela que nele crê não pereça, mas tenha a vida eterna. João 3, 16. Same word, same savior, same salvation. God's still saving souls around the world today where the gospel is being preached because God still saves. He's not out of the saving business. It changed history. changed homes. It changed heathens. But let me say, lights of all this morning, it changed heaven. It changed heaven. In creation, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, 
created everything. John 1 says, without him there was nothing created. They all created it. But 2,000 years ago, more or less, God's love vacated a spot in heaven when he sent his son to come to earth to be our savior, to be our redeemer. I saw a picture one time that showed just the kind of the backs of a man such as this. And in the front was a, was a picture of the globe of the earth and it's laid aside royal garments. And there's two columns of ivory there picturing what Christ laying aside his royalty, looking toward earth and Christ. There wasn't a bunch, they, we sang songs sometimes, people sang them, I don't sing them. Sang songs, there's a search made to heaven, looking for one, hey, there wasn't but one that was able to pay the price. There wasn't none of the angels could do that. Nobody else could pay the price. There's only one that could pay the price. That was Jesus Christ. And when God, I don't know how all the conversation went, but God said, I need you to go. Jesus said, yes, sir, Father, I'll go. And he came. He lay aside. Hey, you ever thought about Jesus paid an eternal price for our salvation? Up till Bethlehem, he was just like his father. He's spirit. But after Bethlehem, he had flesh and bone, just like us, permanently. One day we're going to see him face to face. The Bible said we're going to see the marks in his hands, in his feet. Hey, man, I don't know it's what to say. But I know one thing, Jesus left heaven because he loved us. And I doubt the angels understood what happened that day in heaven when Jesus left. Hello? I'm sure there was a voidness there and in, in there in uh, heaven that night in Bethlehem when Jesus came to earth to begin his earthly ministry. I believe when that choir of angels came to sing, I believe there's a bunch of volunteers, preacher. Yes, when God said, angels, go down and sing, I believe the list was long to come down and welcome Jesus in. I believe they probably packed up the heavens, amen, with the angels singing songs, uh, welcoming Jesus to this earth. And I don't know if they could see all the sufferings of Jesus or not, but if they did, I'm sure they were sad and see what Jesus went through. But on the cross, Jesus said three words. It's finished. Right. Amen. We're going to be at Easter before you spit. Right. Wait time to claim right. Coming on to us. But I want to tell you something. He said it's finished. Right. When he finished, said it's finished, he got excited. Right. The angels, I believe, got excited. After 50 days, Jesus ascended up to the Father. Ascended back to heaven. One preacher just a few weeks, uh, well, last year, preaching in a meeting, uh, he, he was preaching on the prodigal son. Never give a title to his message. Brother Dana Williams was preaching. And uh, when he got to the end of his message, he gave the title of it. He's down in front of the pulpit, and he's talking about the prodigal son coming home and said he'd come down there, and the father hugged him and kissed him, and uh, he looked at the church, and he said, it's party time. <laughs> and he went wild, and we went wild with him. And I'll tell you, I think what happened when Jesus ascended back up to heaven, 
I had been down here for 33 and a half years, suffering, being crucified, rose from the dead, sending back to the Father. I can just imagine in heaven when Jesus come walking back in, one of the angels hollered out, might have been Michael, hollered out, it's party time. Yes. Jesus is back here. Jesus is back here. But I got news for you. For long, it's going to be party time again. Amen. I think Jesus is right about ready to come get us. Don't, I'm not a time setter. Don't try to, I wish I knew what time is coming. I love to scare Baptists. <laughs> Amen. But I don't know when Jesus is coming. But I can tell you about the things, way things are shaping up in this world. It's not going to be long until right. Jesus is going to come get his church. That's right. Right. I believe Jesus is getting kind of anxious. Sure. Just been 2,000 years, but that's two days right. to him. Yeah. But how many remember when you got married? <laughs> Some of y'all looking kind of foglorn. <laughs> hey, Amen. We was real spiritual. We got married on June the 13th. Remember that date this coming year? June the 13th. Send all offerings, 203 Castleton Circle. <laughs> but we got married on a Sunday afternoon. We're spiritual. One o'clock, right after the morning service. We thought that was a good time. But I we done it, I told my wife, I ain't never get married on Sunday again. <laughs> Couldn't nobody get there. I mean, back in, all preachers were long-winded. Hello. Well, nobody, I mean, basically our church and a few friends, and I had a guy that came and played the piano for us. We had two flower arrangements. And my dad married us because I didn't have to pay him nothing. Amen. Amen. I told him I wasn't going to give him nothing except a dollar and all. Amen. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. We got married that day, but I'll tell you, just standing up there waiting on her to come down that aisle, I was anxious. Sure. They said one old guy got so anxious that he passed out. <laughs> Hit down down front and he passed out of the wedding. But I'm going to tell you something. I believe Jesus is getting a little anxious sure. for the bride. I'll give you something to mull over at dinner time. And it, it kind of excites Baptists a little bit. Have you ever thought about being a woman? No. No. <laughs> I have not. We've shouted for years. We are the bride of Christ. Right. Do you get that word? Bride? Sure. Are you a bride? You the groom. Hello, he's, he's thinking about that thing. <laughs> he, he didn't want me to get him confused. <laughs> hey, I ain't never thought about being no woman either. Right. I don't know how it is going to be when we get there. But we're marrying Christ. Sure. And Jesus ain't one of them funny guys. Right. Sure. Hello? Right. We're the bride of Christ. That'll give you some Bible study for this week. Right. Amen. That'll mess up your dinner today. Amen. <laughs> But before long, Jesus is going to come. Now, I don't know when he's coming. Now, I'm not trying to set no date. I'm going to tell you something. Everything that's happening around the world, especially in the United States of America, which I'm more familiar with, I got to where I don't watch the news no more. I'm sick of that mess. Only good thing about the news is when they say good evening until tomorrow night. That's the only thing good on the news. Hello? I don't watch it. All them bunch of lying thieves, I don't care even know about them. All the news people are crazy. They're all Democrats. 
and they're crazy. Amen. Got no use for them. But I'm going to tell you something. That's my political speech for today. But I believe heaven is getting ready. I believe the marriage supper of the Lamb just about ready. Before this thing ends this morning, which will be in just in a few minutes, the trumpet could sound. And God's going to look at Jesus and say, go get your bride. Jesus, I know, Lord, I think we'll wait a few days. I don't think so. I think there'll be, there's no dust in heaven. But there'll be a puff of wind when God says, go get your bride, because he's going to say, you think Superman flies fast? You ain't seen nothing yet. Right. Amen. Amen. The Jesus comes to get his bride. Yes, and he's going to come get us. We're going to meet him in the air. And then we're going to heaven for the wedding. Amen. Hello. They have a big wedding down here, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Right. Amen. Priscilla Presley and uh, that crowd, that ugly husband of her got married. They spent... I don't know, $4 million, something like that for a wedding. Lasted six months. Right. I wish you'd have sent me the money. Been cheaper. <laughs> yeah, man. Then they had to go in divorce. They just sent me the $4 million. I'd been a whole lot better off. I could build churches for that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they've been weddings of billions of dollars for weddings, but it ain't going to handle candlelight to what God's got prepared for his son. And we're going to have the Lord, and we're going to have the Lord's Supper. <laughs> you mention it more. We're going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, I don't know what we're going to eat there, but there will be banana pudding there. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Lord done told me one of the fruits on the tree of life in uh, Revelation, one of those fruits is the bananas. And if there's not one there, I'm going to ask the Lord to let my wife make one. <laughs> Amen. Got to have banana pudding. <laughs> Amen. I preached in church in North Carolina, and I was preaching years ago in Roxborough, almost in Virginia. And, uh, and I mentioned something about that on the lady said, what's banana pudding? I said, y'all not even saved. I said, y'all not even saved. Amen. I was preaching for a preacher years ago, and I got down to the Lord. So about I get to the end of the message, and I said something about banana pudding, and I lost the church. I mean, the whole church went to laughing. I mean, I was flat lost the crowd. And I just stopped preaching. I said, what are y'all laughing about? And he looked over to the preacher, and I'm going to call his name, but he looked over him and said, he don't even like banana pudding. I looked over him, I said, you ain't even saved. I said, you did get saved. Don't like banana pudding. Hey, man. Well, let me finish up the message today. Some of y'all getting weary-eyed. But the Lord's going to send Jesus to get us. And with the voice of the archangel... We're going to leave out. Just think about if it's this morning. Sure. Right now, Jesus come. Amen. What a blessing. Sure. You won't have to go stand in line in the restaurant. Amen. Hello? Wouldn't have to eat that peanut butter jelly sandwich you're going to eat? The house? But we'd take out. Four or five o'clock this evening, the law passed by. Man, them cars still there. What kind of service are they having today? They must have a long-winded missionary today. Come in here, there's going to be wigs everywhere, false teeth everywhere, eyeglasses everywhere, 
clothes laying around everywhere, but nobody's here, hopefully. Right. Hopefully everybody's saved. If you ain't, you better get in. Yes, sir. Hello? Because it's going to happen one of these days. Sure. Jesus is going to come. Right. He's going to take us up, and we're going to meet the Lord in the air, and then we're going to heaven. Amen. And I believe when we walk in the pearly gates, when the old Michael going to holler, it's party time. <laughs> it's party time. Why? Because a baby changes things. Sure. Right. Bethlehem, a baby, was born 2,000 years ago. Right. Didn't sight too many people that day, but for 33 and a half years, he walked on this earth. Then they hung him on the cross. They put him in a tomb and sealed the tomb. But he got up. Right. Amen. And then he went up to make intercession for you and I. Right. And then one of these days, he's coming back Amen. to get us. And it's going to change heaven one more time. Right. Glory to God. Don't mind about you. We get excited about these things, and I'm closing, preacher. Street of gold. That'd be something said. We need something on these roads. <coughs> right. Hello. I've never seen our roads in South Carolina get as bad as they've got. I mean, it's full of potholes. Hello. Right. That's another message. <laughs> but in heaven, you got a street of gold, pure gold. The foundation of the walls is precious stones. Right. The gate of the city is one pearl. One guy said he didn't give rid by seeing the pearl. He wanted to see the animal that produced the pearl. Hello. Amen. And all those things seem like it means something to us today. Why? Because we're carnal. Our mind's still on money. Our mind, mind's still on the things. I mean, gold, praise God. I told them down in Brazil, uh, the reason ain't going to be no lost people there because they'd be out there with a pick trying to dig up the street. Hello. But all that stuff seems like it means something now. Mansion. We shout about, we got a mansion. Praise God, I ain't got no crack cabin in the corner of glory land. Right. I got a mansion. Right. But I got good news for you. We probably ain't going to never be there. That's right. Right. I don't know what we got the mansions for, to be honest with you. Because I plan to be shouting. Amen. All through eternity. One fellow said he's going to spend the first, first million years there just shouting, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Amen. Running through glory and running at the feet of Jesus, bowed, catching our crowns at his feet. Right. But it's going to be part of time in heaven. Why? Because a baby came to Bethlehem. Right. Nobody thought much of that baby that day, but now they do. And he's still saving souls. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, don't tell you what he'll do for you. He'll save you. Right. And he'll take you to heaven one day. And if we are saved, then we're going to heaven. Amen. A baby changes. Amen. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.